Bringing you the top stories from Bonners Ferry to St. Mary's and everywhere in between, this is the North Idaho PrepCast with Ryan Skaggs. That's right. It's another edition of the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Uh, the uh, the Black Void, once known as Brandon Bainey, joined by <laughs> Ryan Skaggs, as always. Um, so for those of you that are listening to this podcast on idahosports.com or wherever you download your podcasts, you're not going to notice anything unusual. But if you're watching the video version of this on the idahosports.com YouTube channel or Facebook page, you're going to see that I don't have a working camera right now. So uh, we, we're, we're graced by Ryan's uh, great bearded face. And otherwise, I'm just the black icon on the screen. So. I'm the one that's got the face for radio. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put our uh, lo- our listenership and viewership to the test this week. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I apologize yeah. to whatever ratings happen to drop. I can see the viewership already dissipating because they're stuck looking at me. <laughs> yeah, it's cratering as we speak. It's like the stock market. We're watching it crash in real time. Uh, <laughs> um, so okay, real quick story. Why don't I, why don't I have a camera? Well, uh, in the last podcast I was recording, by the way, uh, I'm, I'm leaving town tomorrow for the holidays, right? Traveling for Christmas. So I'm shoehorning in like all the podcasts we do, like into like a really tight, uh, window here. So it's just like nonstop podcasting. It's a lot of fun. Um, so my mouse on my computer died <laughs> like in the last podcast. So, uh, to plug in, to charge it, I had to unplug something from the computer and it just happened to be the camera. I don't have an, I don't have enough USB ports for all of this technology at my fingers, Ryan. I thought you were just going to be in your uh, Christmas PJs hanging out drinking eggnog. So you just didn't <laughs> want anybody, didn't want anybody to see it. <laughs> You're right on the sly. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, my, my face will be back next week. Um, but let's, let's dive in because there, there was a lot, you know, I kind of, I kind of do, do one of these each week for each region of the state and uh, the North by far had the most going on this, this weekend and this kind of this past week. So let's start with wrestling, the big tri-state meet uh, that brings schools from Washington and Montana, as well as teams from Northern Idaho. Ryan, you were actually there. And Oregon. For a oh, and, and yeah. Oregon as well. Yeah. So it's really um, a quad, so, quad state, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a huge event. I know that they've had teams in the past come from other states too. So um, I got a chance to go on Friday and uh, watch some of our area guys. And man, there were some schools that just looked, Awesome. Coeur d'Alene obviously won the team title, um, paced by Ryland Rogers winning the championship at 195 pounds. He was also uh, voted the outstanding wrestler of the tournament. I don't think that was a surprise to anyone. Um, I think one of the better surprises or, or just uh, showings from area kids was Hoyt Haas from Lewiston at 120 pounds and won a title. Um, and I want to say it was in the quarterfinals. He had a triple OT win over a defending state champ from Washington. Um, so, you know, that was a huge showing from them. And then Tristan Bremer at 132 from Lewiston also got a championship. Um, I think those were the only three guys that actually got titles from North Idaho uh, at the tournament. But uh, Coeur d'Alene winning the team title, Post Falls taking fifth, Lewiston finished 13th, which 47 teams, and they're the best 47, I would say, um, in their given classification, some of the best teams in the Pacific Northwest. So, uh, you place in the top eight at this tournament, you're you're going to fare well as far as the rest of the season goes. And uh, some some great showings by area schools. 
Um, if you want me to go through, I mean, I got a whole laundry list of, of guys, but um, as far as top eight finishes go, but just, just uh, some, some great, uh, great wrestling, you know, by, by North Idaho guys. I mean, potlatch, the small school shows up with, with two guys finishing in the top eight um, at 160 and 152 pounds. Uh, Timberlake had uh, Evan Howell and James Billingsley. Bonners Ferry had two guys when Brandon Williams and Eli Richards. Uh, Kellogg had uh, Ricky uh, Harrison, and then they had Wyatt High and Coulter Wood finish. Those are all top eight finishes. Uh, Lakeland had three guys in the top eight in between, uh, what was that, uh, Jaron Knopp, uh, Devin Suko, and Matt Williams. Lake City had Zach McDonald, who got a runner-up finish at 106. Uh, Priest River had had uh, Cole McLantis that uh, finished sixth. Then obviously Post Falls had uh, Slugga guys finish in the top eight. Uh, Malcolm uh, Duffy, they had Tyson Barnhart, Ryder Seguin. Uh, Laguna finished in the top four. Gentry Smith took third at 182, and Trevor Miller took fourth at 195. Um, and then Lewiston, obviously two champs in a sixth place, Logan Meisner finished six at 170 but Coeur d'Alene you know showed up and showed out you know with the with the championship finish only one champion but um just got a really great showing out of their lineup two guys placed at 98 pounds uh Kelly and Alexander uh Bradley finished eighth at 106 Larson fourth at 132 Prangley third at 160 Spielman seventh at 220 and Jackson Washington uh finished fourth at 285 pounds and then Piazza was actually runner up at 152 pounds. So um, they were without Gunnar Julio and, and Dylan Moffitt and still won the team title. Yeah. And Gunnar Julio, is it uh, still nursing uh, a football injury? What's going on there? I, I believe so. And then Dylan Moffitt's got an elbow that he's taken care of too. They're hopefully have them back after Christmas break um, or later in the season. Hopefully they're coming back. But um, those are, you know, two hammers in your lineup that they're missing right now and they're still you know winning the tri-state championship which is uh, a pretty pretty uh, awesome testament to the Coeur d'Alene team I think we're kind of seeing a changing of the guard in North Idaho as far as uh, Post Falls kind of handing the torch to Coeur d'Alene now and um, you know the way they finished I mean it wouldn't surprise me to see them in the top three you know at, at the 5a in the state tournament uh, this winter Okay, so give me a, a team or or an athlete that wasn't on your radar prior to Tri-State, but now is. Um, you know, I mean, I know that they're good, but the the two from Lewiston, Hoyt Haas and Tristan Bremer, were two guys that I kind of just overlooked, and they're both really solid wrestlers. But coming and winning Tri-State, I mean, that's you know, I I would keep my eye on for those two. We all know about Ryland Rogers and and Gunner. Julio, but those two from Lewiston, um, I mean, Hoyt was a, an all American, you know, little guy wrestler and all the way through. And he kind of took a couple years, uh, I don't want to say break, but he just didn't really travel as much, but he's a, a very, very well-known wrestler in the, in the community. But, um, you know, those two, I really see them making some noise down the stretch. And then Zach McDonald getting runner up at one Oh six from Lake city is another kid. I think that's going to you know, that's going to bode well for later in the season too. Yeah. That's uh, so exciting. that so many athletes. I think what stood out to me is when you were talking about potlatch, potlatch going yeah. there and competing well, that's awesome to see. And yeah, you know, we, we, we lose sight of those one, a schools sometimes in wrestling. So it's exciting to see them. 
Yeah, um, so they're going to – and they compete at the two-way level, those 1A schools right. do. So, you know, to see those two guys come to Tri-State in place is is pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, there's going to be lots of good wrestling action post-New Year. Uh, there, there's probably some stuff going on next week as well, but um, we're getting to the holidays now. Yeah, you've got Raleigh Lane coming up down in southern Idaho too. So, yeah, um, it's there's some, some good tournaments coming up. The North Idaho Rumble is going to be after New Year. Uh, the River City duels. So there's some some big tournaments coming up um, in the next you know, like three four weeks. Yeah, the Raleigh Lane is always kind of like, in a way, for the five A schools, kind of the state preview, right? Whoever yep. wins the Raleigh Lane a lot of times ends up winning the five A title. Meridian won it last year. So, yeah. Uh, let's 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 shift to basketball because man, there there was no shortage of exciting action uh, for basketball this past week as well. And in fact, uh, one of uh, our basketball teams is is playing as we're recording this on Tuesday afternoon, that would be Lake city. So Lake city and post falls, their girls basketball teams, both went to the Tarkanian classic. We talked about this last week on the podcast, Ryan, where uh, this is an annual event uh, held in Las Vegas. And again, this isn't like uh, any team can come sign up. Like you, you have to be selected. Like they only take the best of the best teams. And so for Lake city and post falls to both be selected, uh, was a tremendous honor. Century also from Pocatello went and competed as well. Um, I think based upon their past prestige, they're, they're nowhere near the team they've been the past couple of years and they kind of got ran out of the gym um, in all of their games. And now when that, when that happens, they will have to prove to the committee that they deserve to come back in, in future years. It's, it's a highly competitive tournament. Long yep. story short, Lake City and Post Falls entering Tuesday, the day we're recording this, were both undefeated. Lake City in the diamond bracket, which is the most difficult, and Post Falls in the ruby bracket, which is the uh, the second most difficult. That is so impressive for both of these teams. Yeah, and, and you know we talked about Post Falls kind of in our preview that I don't want to say this is an unexpected run, but you know they weren't as highly touted coming into the season as the Coeur d'Alene and Lake City teams were, and um post falls has just put together an absolute i mean m- masterful run obviously i think they lost their title game to lee i believe but um you were we were talking about that off air like the most southern school name ever but uh the lee generals but yeah post falls to, to make it to the title game of, the, of that tournament i mean an awesome run for the trojans and then lake city uh last i checked they were ahead i mean as we record so um they were ahead in that that the first half uh, as they're closing towards halftime, they were up by one, I believe was the last I saw the score, but um, you know, an awesome showing by the T wolves too. you know, just getting battle tested this time of year and taking it towards your league schedule. I know Lake city next week plays Chiawana, a really good team out of the tri cities in Washington. And then they start hitting their league schedule um, where they're going to have Coeur d'Alene uh, the following game. So, you know, really kind of getting their stride and seeing how things move towards the, the back end of the schedule is going to be a really good test for this this T-Wolf team. Yeah, so post falls uh their their journey is over in the first round. These are like 16 team brackets and it's it's a it's a gauntlet for sure. So post falls in their first game played Clark High School, which is a local Las Vegas school. They won 60 to 46. Then they got to the semifinals on Saturday. So that so that first game was Friday. Then Saturday they played Eagle Crest High School, uh, which is in Colorado, um, and they won that game 46-42. That put them in the semifinals Monday night, where they defeated Birmingham, 
which is uh, not from Alabama. It's actually from California, Birmingham High School. And they won that game 46 to 30. And then today, yes, playing from uh, Alabama, the the Lee Generals, <laughs> which is like the most Southern name ever. Uh, shocking that they're from Alabama. And they only lost by a possession, 52-49. So, yeah, close cool. game in, in that one. And, you know, I think that, that they're, they're going to be pretty excited about the possible run towards state. I mean, what happens in North Idaho this winter is going to be that that is an absolute just, you know, I don't want to say they're they're playing with six ounce gloves. Let's put it that way. Is when they're when in their dog fights, it's going to be a UFC match um, in this in this league schedule between Lake City, Coeur d'Alene, and Post Falls. Yeah, it's it's just mind boggling to think of that that district will get one and a half teams to state. Now, I can pretty much guarantee you at this point, whoever takes second from up north uh, is, is going to beat the fifth place team from District 3. There's a real drop off after the top four teams yeah. in District 3. So um, our third place team would, would probably beat them too. <laughs> yes, uh, which is the sad part. A really good team is going to be stuck at home. Um, yep. Lake City in their bracket, they. Their their opener Friday, they played Desert Oasis, which is a Vegas high school, and they won by 10, 81-71. Then they played Linwood, California, Saturday in the quarterfinals and won 55-30. The semifinals uh, on Monday, they played Bishop Laughlin, which is a school in, from Brooklyn, New York. And they, they beat them 54 to 31. So so like none of these games have been close. Their closest game was the opener that they won by 10. And then they're they're playing Spring Valley, which is uh, I believe a, a Nevada school. Um, it is so Spring Valley is who they're playing in the championship currently, um, and it looked like it was kind of a tight back and forth game. And we'll we'll have an update on that next week, of course, uh, on the podcast. But I mean, th- I mean to beat you know teams from California and Brooklyn, New York, and I mean this is this is just awesome. I'm so excited for for Idaho to be so well represented. Yeah. No, I mean, like we, we talked about, it's a, a prestigious tournament and to be beating the caliber of teams, you know, I know that we, we talked about it in volleyball with, with what Skyview did in volleyball um, to be making noise like this, you know, obviously it's going to, going to pay dividends, but um, you know, I think a rising tide's going to lift all boats as far as competition. Cause it's going to make other teams step up that they're looking at the Lake cities or looking at, you know, looking up at Coeur d'Alene, looking up at post falls and not to slide any of the other teams around the state, but you know, it's going to be who, you know, I think they're all chasing Lake city right now at this point, but that's just my opinion. And Oh, by the way, you know, Coeur d'Alene also has put together a nice week, right? They're, they're <laughs> still, they're still undefeated. Um, yeah. They defeated, uh, this past week, Lewis and Clark from from Washington, yep. fifty eight twenty eight. They played Mount Spokane on Saturday and won seventy two to thirty. Yeah, and now they're now they're playing a, a series of games over in Yakima, Washington. They beat West Valley High from from Yakima yesterday, eighty two to twenty five, and they're playing Eisenhower High School uh, today as we're recording this uh, on on Tuesday. So. Um, they're, they're also kind of lapping the competition as it were from the state of Washington. Yeah. And they beat some, some quality teams out of the GSL. I mean, Mount Spokane's no slouch and neither is Lewis and Clark. Lewis and Clark historically has been a really solid basketball team. Um, and they're, those games aren't even close. So, you know, I was, I've been talking to a few people about, you know, Idaho as a whole kind of distancing itself. And we don't, it's like, well, how does Idaho compare to other States? 
And, you know, the only real test we get to see is, you know, kind of from the north where they play Washington or, um, you know, you get to see some of the, the Utah schools, I guess, back in eastern Idaho. But, um, you know, what a difference I think a COVID year makes for some states because you kind of see the cream rising to the top in Idaho that they've really distanced themselves this year as far as I want to say Idaho has been the better, better state for competition. Um Obviously, we don't have the numbers, but if you take our top percentages against the other states, I mean, I put us against anybody right now, and that's just coming from me based on what we've seen. And um, I was actually talking to one of the wrestling coaches at Tri-State about that too, is that, you know, the Idaho and Montana kids in the first few rounds were just, you know, putting it to some of the other states like Washington. Um, and that's not the slight Washington because they got some great teams, but, you know, it just looked, they came out stronger and it's, you know, I, th- I think not losing a year to sports or having a shortened season or anything like that has really made a huge difference for our competition. That's a great point. You know, I hadn't really thought about that, but yeah, Washington was kind of one of the states that um, really was cautious and didn't didn't play sports in their traditional seasons last yeah, year. Yeah, they played six week abbreviated seasons from the end of January through the first of June, and it was really weird and interesting, but. Yeah, I think they only played like a four-game football schedule or five-game football schedule. And, you know, volleyball was kind of the same thing, and so was basketball, and just really, really weird. And um, so they're kind of playing catch-up as to where we had full seasons last year. We were pretty blessed. Well, and I I remember getting an email from a fan up north last year talking about, I I think it was at Priest River, where um, there were a set of brothers that played basketball at Priest River and, but they're from Washington originally. And then once Washington had their like spring basketball season, they moved back to Washington and played like a second season in Washington. And the the person who emailed me was like, how is this even legal or possible? And I was like, well, it, it, it's Washington's problem. It's not, yeah. it's not, it's not our problem. <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know how that works, but that's, that's something for Washington to figure out. Um, so yeah, that, that was interesting last year to see that happen. And I like, for example, Washington, I think is, especially with the Omicron variant of of COVID-19, I think Washington's getting ready to, to lock things down again. Um, already, uh, Lakeside, their boys and girls were supposed to go to, uh, Welpin it, uh, they're supposed to go, yeah, Garfield Palouse too. And they canceled that game as well. Yeah, and they were supposed to go to Welpin it for a tournament this past weekend, and they said we're not going. Um, yep. Because not because it wasn't happening, but because all of I think all of the hoops that they had to jump through to um, participate. So you you might start to see more of these Washington Idaho games get pushed to the side. Yeah, I mean I wouldn't be surprised if we see that Chiawana um, Lake City game get postponed i mean there's it's hard telling what's going to happen and um you know obviously and i don't want to become a health expert or anything like that but we've seen like kootenai county itself got rolled back out of uh crisis standards of care so i mean as far as numbers go in our area you know we've been on the decline which has been a good sign i mean it means people are taking care of each other and take care of themselves um so hopefully that's the trend that continues as we see a different variant but um you know, I don't know what other states are going to do. You kind of just got to control what you can control, and that's what's in front of you day after day. Yep. And I, again, I just think overall, philosophically, the state of Washington is a little more uh, hesitant. The, yes. Compared to more Idaho. 
that's about as nice as I can say that. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm being in a border, you know, we're right near the border. I mean, we see it here. So there's a, yeah. there's a stark difference between going to Costco and Coeur d'Alene and going to Costco in the Spokane Valley. Let's put it that yeah. way. <laughs> I, I, I have a cousin that lives in Spokane. So I, you know, I, I get updates all the time from him. He, he works from home uh, like everybody does there now. So um, yeah. Anyways, that's what's going on in girls basketball. A lot of exciting stuff. And we'll have an update on, on how Lake city finished in the championship of, of the Tarkanian classic, which again is phenomenal. Yep. Um, boys basketball. Did you want to do our power rankings or do you want to say, that Oh again? yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> sorry. I completely forgot about that. Okay. Oh, so last, last week on the podcast, we debut debuted a new segment called the Northern nine. This is uh Ryan's power rankings for the nine best boys and girls basketball teams up north the north nine so here is and if you're watching the video of this we'll put it up on the screen so you can read along otherwise if you're just listening we'll we'll read through the whole list but here are your uh north nine for girls basketball this past week and a little bit of moving up up and down the ranks here yeah so uh obviously lake city still at one quarter lane i've got second and that's nothing that's like i mean i don't know i'm gonna make some lapway fans mad but lapway didn't do anything wrong i think that just those three 5a schools in north idaho are, are distancing themselves a little bit right now um i would love to see lapway play any of three of those teams kind of like when i would love to have seen a girls and boys cordelaine lapway matchup um like we had saturday but you know that would been a great double header but um I mean, with two very competitive teams. Um, but yeah, nothing Lapway's done wrong. I think it's just those three teams right now, in my opinion. This is my opinion for what it's worth. Um, you know, I think that those three have kind of distanced themselves a little bit. Timberlake, I've got it five. Uh, Grangeville moved up one to six. Kendrick's up one. Wallace is up one. And then entering the poll this week, I have Prairie. So um, just missing is Kellogg. They were in my rankings last week and they've dropped out. And then Clearwater Valley is uh, steadily creeping up as they, they approach the rankings too. They're having a pretty great season themselves. So yeah, that's where we're on for the girls rankings this, this week. Yeah. And then we'll, uh, we'll talk about what happened in boys basketball and then we'll put up your, your boys North nine um, in just a second. So yeah, there was a big tournament in boys basketball this past week uh, at a high school, the new high school in Meridian, their first ever holiday classic post falls and Lake city both went down to compete and uh, I don't think we're surprised. Post Falls is a team that's break, breaking in a lot of new varsity players, still kind of learning. They had a mixed bag. Um, and then Lake City, of course, uh, won, won the whole thing. No surprise there. Yeah, and Lake City is, like I said, they weren't even at full strength early in the year, and now we're seeing Zach Johnson enter the fold, and um, he is an absolute weapon. <laughs> that team is That team is so outstandingly loaded that I don't, you know, I don't want to count chickens before they're hatched, you know, as far as just going crowning them state champs, but um, it's Lake city's world right now in, in basketball and five a, and I think everybody else is kind of living in it. The rich got richer with, with Johnson coming back. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, I mean, state tournament, anything can happen. You get a hot night, especially with guard play. Um, you know, you can see maybe Lake city getting slowed down and who knows, maybe they get upset, but um no, the, the T-Wolves had a great showing down at Hawaii. Uh, I believe they beat Pokey in the uh, uh, championship game of that one. And, and you know, like I said, Johnson had a huge game in the title game. And I think it was like kind of a showing, like Blake Buchanan had a huge game in one of the games. And then 
Um, their the new transfer hockey had a great game too, and so it just kind of was like, you know, okay, this game so and so is going to step up this game, and then you know, I think we're going to see that throughout the season is that they're going to try to focus on one or two guys, and the other outstanding cast around them is going to step up and um, have have a great game. Yeah, so Lake City defeated Burley 61-46. They played Timberline. The, the only 5A game they played was against Timberline. They won that game 47-38, and then they beat Pocatello 78-65. to uh, For Post Falls, as we said, a little bit more of a mixed bag for the Trojans, but uh, they played Minico and won 44-42. Then they played Pocatello and lost 74 to 50. And then they bounced back and had to play Timberline in the third place game, essentially, and lost 39 35. So, two very narrow losses. And for head coach Mike McLean, one of the best coaches around, um, I think it's still just kind of a little on the job training for the Trojans. Well, they're so young. I mean, they're breaking in a really new team. I mean, obviously, they only had one kid that even played on last year's team that had significant minutes. So, um, you know, it's, it's going to be an, we, we said it was going to be an interesting run and we've seen some, some guys show up. I mean, Jack Sortino is a stud. I mean, but they're going to go as he goes. And so if he has an off night, like we saw in the Pocatello game, you know, that's kind of what we're going to see out of post falls. If, you know, town, you know, if, if some of the other cast around him can step up, Obviously, the Trojans will will have a, a decent season, but um, you know I, I don't see them. I really still see Lake City and Coeur d'Alene as the top two teams, uh, and Lewiston. I should say too. I'll throw Lewiston in there. I, don't, I still think Post Falls is the fourth five A team, um, but uh, no, Lake City showed up well. Post Falls is just young. I mean, they're breaking in a new cast. They're going to get better, but um, I really do see you know the no- other northern teams have a little bit of distance on them. Let's put it that way. Of course. And while that was all happening uh, on Saturday, Ryan, you were at uh, one of the most hyped games in a long time, not just in North Idaho, but I think in the entire state state of Idaho, uh, when Lapway traveled to Coeur d'Alene, 1A versus 5A on Saturday. Give, give us the recap. So, you know, People want to say that was like David versus Goliath. There is no way Lapway is a is a David. <laughs> I'm sorry, but <laughs> or I mean, it was uh, there was no underdog in that game. That was a uh, a battle, and it was exactly what we talked about, kind of previewing that game. Um, Cameron Cope did I want to I don't really say have his way inside, but uh, he was such a force inside. But you know, kudos to Lapway. They got out and ran in transition, and they are so good around the perimeter in transition. I mean, they'll, their fast break, they can shoot the three as part of their fast break offense. And, you know, not a lot of high school teams can do that, but they've got, you know, four guys that can shoot it from three. And it was, it was a show. I mean, Tylen with Jones as the point guard had a great game distributing, but he had a great game shooting too. Um, And I'm telling you right now, like as good as, as year out is case, why not is making a case as a sophomore that he could be one of the more dominant players we've seen in the state of Idaho in a long time. Um, and, you know, he he had an excellent game offensively. Um, you know, Coeur d'Alene did get to, to year out. He fouled out with about a minute and a half left. But, you know, it was, I want to say it was too little too late because, you know, po- or, sorry, Lapway had uh, four straight possessions where they hit a three-pointer 
down the stretch. It was a one-point game with about five minutes left, and then uh, Lapway put a little bit of distance on them. But just an, an entertaining high school basketball game. It had it felt like a state playoff game um, because it's two teams that you normally would never see each other uh, playing each other, and it just you know the the pace of the game was just awesome. The physicality was there. It was a great atmosphere. Lapway's fans travel very very well, so there was. Um, you know, probably I would say a 50-50 split as far as representation goes. It was pretty, pretty outstanding. Yeah, 76 to 68, the final lapway with the win. Um, sent a big message, I think. Um yeah. that for sure. A 1A beating a 5A is very, very impressive. I forgot to mention and a Ryan, good 5A team. That's not they're not like middle of the road 5A team, they're a good 5A school. Yeah, that was going to be my question is uh, where do you think Coeur d'Alene stacks up compared to like a Lake City or, or a Lewiston? Those are kind of the two teams that are out front right now. But I I think Lake City or sorry, Coeur d'Alene and Lewiston will split this year. I really do. I think Coeur d'Alene, their guard play is underrated. Um, we knew that Cope was going to be good inside, but, you know, they, they can shoot it around the perimeter, too. They were matching Lapway shot for shot for for pretty much most of the game. Um you know, I mean, Lapway had a one-point lead at halftime, but it was just, you know, the pace of the game, Coeur gritty, and they play pretty pretty solid defense. So I'm going to say the Vikes will and Lewiston, it's going to be a toss-up who gets that second seed. Lake City, I think, is obviously distanced themselves as the favorite. But uh, Coeur and Lewiston, they're going to be in some battles, you know, this winter for sure. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, I, I forgot to mention that uh, if we backtrack to that Hawaii tournament, this is not good uh, synergy here, but um, St. Mary's. St. Mary's was also competing in, in the small school bracket at, at the Hawaii Classic. And for St. Mary's, they played Malad in their tournament opener and won 55 to 22. They played Westside in the semifinals, 41 to 33. And then in the championship had to go up against Ambrose in a rematch of that two, a championship from a year ago and lost 56 to 40. But that game was, uh, was close. Uh, the final score is deceptive. It was, it was a one point Ambrose lead at halftime. It was tight through the third. And then Ambrose hit seven three pointers in a row and pretty much buried it. <laughs> well, and you turn over the ball, like St. Mary's did too. And, you know, that's just, you know, if, if they can clean things up, that's a pretty tight game. I don't know how many times you're going to get chances to hit seven threes in a row, but um, that's a stat that doesn't happen often. <laughs> Let's put it that way. So you're uh, you're going to have to clean a little bit up there uh, as far as the, the offensive end, you know, shoring up your turnover game. But uh, St. Mary's is still a, a good team. I, I still see them as a favorite. You know, I don't want to say they are the favorite in 2A, but they are, They are. you know, going to be there again. I think them and Ambrose could very well play again in February. And, uh, you know, we'll see We'll see how things roll, or in March, I should say. But uh, we'll see how things progress throughout the season. You know, St. Mary's has a pretty tough schedule, but I, they did a great job bringing in some 4A schools and some, some 3A schools into their schedule. And so we'll see how they can handle things down the stretch. Well, and that tournament couldn't have gone any better for St. Mary's in terms of, yeah. of teams you played. You played all three 2A teams. Malad is not going to be at state. Westside very well could be at state this year. Mm-hmm. They're one of the best teams in their league. And then, of course, Ambrose is going to be at state. So, you're, I mean, you're getting some, like, state tournament-worthy teams that you're getting to see for, for your level for 2A, which is big. 
Yeah, and you're losing a game that, I mean, really in the grand scheme of things doesn't mean much um, other than just to test to see where you're at. And, you know, you get a chance to preview a team that you could see at state in the, in the you know, semis or in the championship, depending on how seeding happens this year. Um, you know, it's a, it's a good test for them and they'll, we'll see how they respond and, and, you know, shore up some of that. And I think that they're going to learn a lot of things and maybe how to adjust their lineup for, uh, for a state tournament run. Well, based upon what I know with the max preps rankings, um, Ambrose beat St. Mary's. So St. Mary's will probably be ranked ahead of Ambrose. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> well, they're playing a lot of 4A schools, so I mean that St. Mary's ranking is going to be pretty inflated, I would say. But um, no, I think Ambrose is a great team too. I would love to see Ambrose play like a Lapway too. I think would be a great game to see. But yeah, um, I would love to see Lapway play the uh, 5A schedule, <laughs> which we might see Lapway play Lewiston next week in the Avista tournament. So you know they're going to get a chance to play the likes of, of Kellogg and possibly Clarkston out of Washington and play Lewiston too. So, um, you know, that the, the Wildcats are going to be flexing a little bit next week too, hopefully. Yeah, that's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Let's take a look at your North nine for, for boys basketball here. Um, pretty similar to how it looked last week. Uh, got a couple surprises. (laughs) Yeah. St. Mary's moved down a little bit. Um, but go ahead and take us through it. So Lake City one, Lapway two, Lewiston three. Those kind of those didn't change. The sneaky one, Camii going up to four. That they moved up four spots in my ranking. I think that the Cubs are a very, very, very deadly team if they're going to get into the state tournament. I don't think that they're going to knock off a Lapway, but I would not be surprised to see a top three finish or top four finish out of them if they get to state as the uh, number two team. Uh, Coeur d'Alene didn't change they're still at five they're they're who they are the vikings are a good team uh st mary's dropped two just because of the loss kellogg dropped one because i'm you know the cubs are doing so well and nothing that kellogg is doing wrong either but we'll see how how uh kellogg responds next week with that coming down to lewiston for that tournament um good test against lapway i think that that'll be a, a pretty solid game to watch uh lakeside goes down one they didn't do anything wrong they beat it they beat grangeville um and then prairie Still at nine. So Moscow's on the outside looking in. They're creeping up. Genesis Prep is out there lurking as well. Um, you know, they've got a five and two record right now. So interesting to see how things uh, move forward as we get deeper in the season. But as far as right now, we're uh, kind of holding pat and seeing where, you know, that, that Avista tournament's going to have something to say with some of the rankings uh, here in North Idaho. Yeah, because you'll have uh, teams from different classifications playing each other which is going to be a lot of fun so that is the north nine this week for boys basketball up in north idaho you all right get a lewiston lapway final in that tournament which would be an awesome game to see I'll, I'll pay money to see that one well i wished for an ambrose st mary's matchup last week and i spoke it into existence so let's do it let's let's go for <laughs> lapway lewiston <laughs> let's do it Yep, and we'll we'll talk more about the Avista tournament uh, next week, of course, right here on the North Idaho Prepcast. Uh, Ryan, Merry Christmas early. Merry Christmas. Yeah, you got big plans? Uh, just hanging around the house. It's snowing, and yeah, we'll just kind of be around here sledding and wrapping presents and all that fun stuff and getting ready for uh, Christmas and just a chance to hang out with family and be, you know, relaxed a little bit, take a few days off from work, and yeah, it'll be fun. I'm excited. 
Now we were talking at Thanksgiving about how you have a Traeger, right? You were going to, yep. you, what do you, what are you, what are you cooking up for Christmas? <sighs> I'm debating. I, th- I think I'm going to pull the trigger and do prime rib. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll roll the dice on that one. It turned out awesome last. I did it for new year's last year. So I'm debating on whether to do it for Christmas or new year's this year. So. Yeah, that's what uh, we're going up to Montana uh, to see my folks, and my dad always makes a big prime rib, so um, I will be enjoying prime rib as well. Yep, I'm excited for it. <laughs> like we talked about, what was it, two weeks ago, body built by beef. <laughs> right. That's right. Um, yeah, okay. Well, uh, have, a, have a safe uh, Merry Christmas, Ryan. And yeah. safe uh, Merry- travel to you as well. Yeah, you know, this time of year, uh, North Idaho, there were a lot of games that got postponed or canceled last week because of bad weather. And so, yeah, everybody happened the next two weeks, too. It's supposed to snow for the next like eight, nine days. So, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. So everybody uh, up up north, uh, if you're traveling for the holidays, please be safe. And um, we'll see you back here next week for another edition of the North Idaho PrepCast here on IdahoSports.com. Thanks for watching and listening.